0: Welcome to the Hort Report, a podcast by the GIE Media Horticulture Group. I'm Patrick Williams from Greenhouse Management. In this episode, I'll be speaking with Mindy Clark, who, along with her husband John, is one of the owners of Kalapana Tropicals, an orchid grower on the Big Island of Hawaii. We featured Kalapana Tropicals in our June 2017 issue, and they were on the cover. Uh, we talked previously about Volcanic eruptions and and lava flow and how that's negatively impacted the business. And here again, some of these issues are happening. So uh, we'd like to follow up with this business. Hi, is this Mindy?
1: Yeah. Hi, Patrick. How are you?
0: Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? Are you doing okay? <laughs>
1: yeah, we're we're hanging in there.
0: Could I just ask you? Um, obviously, you've you've had issues with lava flow and you know, volcanic eruptions on the big island in the past. What's happening now and, and how is that different or does it does it kind of call back oh, any of those same memories? Um, well,
1: yes, it, it's very reminiscent and in fact, May 23rd of this year was the 28th anniversary of our really nice home in Kalapana Gardens burning down. And that was, that hit right in the height of a lot of homes being lost in Leilani Estate, So it was very, very reminiscent. Um, the eruption, um, and just to clarify, this is all still considered the same eruption that started in 1983. Um, okay. The volcano you know, has never stopped. It's just it goes through different phases. And um, the, the thing that is so explicitly different about this is that Um, when we were impacted by the lava that was coming from the Summit Ridge um, through uh, craters that had opened up fountains and sent lava flows down the hill to the coastal community of Palapana, about a six-mile journey, six or seven miles. This eruption has come about because those main vents up at the summit, um, imagine them being giant bathtubs filled with, with lava or water, and someone pulled the plugs. And so you've got these huge reservoirs of magma that were sitting up slope that drained. And that's why we were having all these massive earthquakes, because this magma started moving underground, and our Puna area was having, like, hundreds of earthquakes a day. Um, when the big 6.9 hit, that's also when... The, these fissures opened up like imagine just being in your backyard and the earth cracking open in your grass and lava start bubbling up out of it
0: just that, right that, in your lawn
1: it, yeah I mean wow. literally right it, was, it, it started on roads the road cracked it started steaming and then all of a sudden it started bubbling up magma lava fountaining like 100 feet high out of the middle of the road to your home and this is what's so different about this eruption is because it, um, the summit reservoirs have drained and it's a whole different ball of wax. The, the end result is the same. You know, communities are being lost. Hundreds of homes are being burnt down. People are evacuating and they're having to relocate. The, the, the more problematic thing with this one also was that it, all of this is in like well, four weeks now, which is very okay. fast. Historically, it was seven years, long time. Um, and this one is impacting roads. There's three, four major roads that have all, three of the four, two of the four are impacted now, but two are at threat, which landlocks Lower Pune. And to put it in perspective, the, the Pune district on the big island Is as big as the whole island of Oahu. So very country, very rural, but it's a huge area. So this is just the lower southeast corner of the Puna District. But um, there's there's thousands of people that live there. uh, So that is what's so different about this eruption is because it's impacting communities that maybe the lava might not hit them. It's just they can't drive to their home anymore. And then there's also the hydrogen sulfide problem in the air, which in turn can be sulfuric acid when it rains. So um, lots of issues there. And then the summit vent is, you've probably heard that they're, they're saying that it's erupting, which is, it's not really erupting, but it's, it's doing these little burps of explosions of ash yeah. coming up. But so we also have ash being thrown on certain segments of the island. Um, so it's a very dynamic time, um, and it was very dynamic back in the 90s, and late 80s, but it was far different. Um, this one is much more aggressive, and it's very fast, and it's just impacting on a much grander scale.
0: And so how is this affecting your, your business currently? You have two locations, right? You have one in, in yeah, or near the Pune District, and then another at a higher elevation?
1: Actually, both of them are in the Puna district. Okay. Um, they, they can they call it Lower Puna and Upper Puna. Okay. <clears throat> so we're our our main operation now is in Upper Puna, and we're on very stable ground here, slopes of Mauna Loa um, for now. <laughs> um, yep. Our original nursery is down off the Kalapana coast. Um, so we suffered earthquake damage with the big six point nine at you know, fractured, you know, knocked over half the benches, fractured irrigation lines, um, and, you know, three-quarters of an acre of production. So we got that back up and going. And like I had mentioned, we sold off a lot of plants that had become bare-rooted in the process. So right now we, are, we have chosen to evacuate quite a few plants to our upper nursery to protect them from from the sulfuric acid rain or hydrogen sulfide in the air. And the crops we're focusing on are our small crops, our plug trays, two and three inch material, which would turn into crops like 18 months from now. Um, so we figure we better save the future. If we can't save our existing crops that are saleable now, that's one thing. But um, the small plants, we can put high density on benches up here. Because bench space is a critical problem, uh, we do not have enough room up here to simply move all the plants from the lower nursery to this location. So we have decided that we will attempt to try to liquidate as much stock as we can from the lower nursery while we have the time. Um, so selling non bloom plants off at a cheaper price rather than trying to hold on to them until they flower. Um, We are having some spike damage happen from the sulfuric acid, hydrogen sulfide, in the air. So that's also a potential problem. And then losing road access, which will be a a huge problem as well. Um, But there is the hope that they will be working on the emergency access road, which will be a two-hour drive from our upper elevation farm to the lower farm one way, and we could no longer send our employees down there to work. So so that's that's kind of the situation we're facing now, Um, just taking everything day by day as to whether, you know, how many more days will they continue to allow us to drive over the main highway that has, you know, 10 steel plates where the road had cracked three weeks ago, and has been coming up. But um, thus far, we're still good in that situation. But we have to be prepared that that could get cut off any day, and it may take them a month to open up the new road. So a bit of a precarious situation, but still a very good one, considering what other farms are currently going through right now
0: other farms on on the same island near you?
1: Yes, also down in the in, in the, the lower puna area, but they're they're about 12 miles up the coast from us. And so the the what the situation with that is that it has crossed the coastal road. It has crossed a middle road and now it has crossed a third middle road. Um, that happened 3 days ago, but there's also It's heading towards another section of the coast. And they were expecting it to cross yesterday. I think it may have slowed down. But if it crosses that, the only other coastal road out, there's going to be, oh, well, five orchid farms that I know of that would all be landlocked with absolutely no road access. And even the emergency road that they're looking at fixing would not, get, would not get them access. So, so my situation, we still have some time and some uh, real strategies that we're able to play out for now. Um, but these other farms, this happened just within the last 48 hours. And they were told to mandatorily evacuate um, two days ago. With not much time. So I, I don't know what they will be doing as far as um, trying, if there's a way they can try to keep their, their crops going or what.
0: Is there anything other people in the industry, either in the continental U.S. or in Canada or anyone else who's out there listening, that they can do?
1: Um, well, um Buying plant stock from those who can ship, and like I said, I don't know what the current situation will be for um, Asia Pacific Flowers, their cut flower farmer, um, Orchids Paradise, the Lohi Lani Nursery, um, Elton now I, I don't know. I don't know his business name. Um, I don't know what their true situation will be um if people are interested in in buying some product from us certainly they can go to our website um and get get the newsletter from us that's where i do all this promo work but um i do have boxes listed under um non bloom specials and i think i have a retail landed box special going right now for for just um more hobbyists but for anyone in industry that was looking for large quantities of stock, um, that that goes out in our newsletters. But um, we do ship to Canada. We do have our CITES.
0: Um,
1: and, uh, you know, we did help evacuate some plants from from one farm already. And I'm not quite sure if that stock that they're going to want to sell off or if they're going to want to try to relocate it to a permanent place and put it back in to production. I, there's just so much unknown right now with, um, with that other road access being cut just two days ago. That just changed everything for all these other orchid farmers. Um, we're quite blessed that we're actually on this other highway, but um, I just we don't know how long that's going to be viable. So um, I know there's... There are some um, donation groups. Um, I think one of them is Pu'u Honua, and that is going to help um, individuals that have been displaced. displaced. Um, There's a lot of uh, community effort to provide um, living supplies and food a lot of people who are living in shelters right now um there's you know a lot of people are moving in with friends and family members um just because there's nowhere else for them to go so there's that whole sector aside from industry-wide um there's been quite a few farms lost that are not in the orchid industry but like i said the young couple with a breadfruit farm there's um I know my friends who have a ranch, they, they took out over 200 head of cattle that they're housing at their ranch now. Other people are taking sheep and, sheep and goats for more gentleman-sized farms. There's papaya farms that are heavily impacted, ginger farms, noni farms, um, a huge organic farm down at Pohoiki. Puna is a huge agricultural area, um, so is the economic base um, is being impacted in a huge way not only from lack of tourism but the eventual economic fallout from these farms going down will eventually play out um, in time to our to the big islands economic base um, it, it's hard because it's not a flood or tornado that you can go back and you rebuild your farm this is You know, you go back to your property and it's rock-solid. It's rock, you know. um, Where my house was from 1990 is about 80 feet higher than what it was, filled in with lava. So um, this disaster, there's nothing to go back to, which makes it very difficult um, for farmers, but also for communities, because people get disbanded. you know, and I, I don't mind, mean to make light of any of the flood damage that's happened, the forest fires or sure. the housing fires. Um, but people, people go back and they rebuild and you end up being neighbors again still, whether it's farmers, farmer neighbors or residential neighbors. With lava, there's nothing to go back to. So everyone is forced to move somewhere else. And that's something that we experienced from 1990. Um, you know, some people moved to outer islands. Some went to the mainland. Some some moved to Leilani, the subdivision that has just been overrun. And now these people who lost their homes in Kalapana have now lost again in in Leilani. Twenty years later. Um, so there's there's lots of lots of stories out there. Um, a lot of tragedy for for a lot of people and the, uh, a lot of people did not have insurance I do know that so that's, that's another problem
0: now yeah. you mentioned a, a couple resources or points of contact the one was Pu'u Honua
1: so um, so the name of the donation this is the community based group is Pu'u so P-U-U and then Honua H-O-N-U-A and then Opuna, O P U N A. So pu'u honua opuna, and there is a bank account set up through Bank of Hawaii. People could do like an e check or something like that to it.
0: And also, you yes. you you mentioned your website as well, and that's KalipunaTropicals dot com.
1: Yes. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll I'll get the information put up on the on our website and yeah and then um, people could always just go to the website and then I could have a a, a link or something there if um, if folks wanted to do uh, donation uh, community based um, and that is set up by local Hawaiian people. Um, okay. So. To give the local community a plug, while the county was trying to figure out how to manage the flood of donations coming in of food and clothing and toiletries and those sorts of items, the local Hawaiian community from Puna got permission to bulldoze a corner of land right on an intersection and set up camps with containers and volunteers and food. They're they're feeding people three times a day there. Anyone can show up and get anything. And this was all done outside of the government. And this is the Honua Opuna. And um, so that is not going through any state, county, or federal funding. It's, uh, It's local people helping local people. And that has been a huge blessing.
0: Great. Um, Mindy is owner of Calapana Tropicals along with her husband John um, Mindy and John Clark um, and uh, yeah thank you so much for taking the time today Mindy
1: yeah yeah our pleasure and thank everyone for all of the prayers and well wishes that are coming our way I know that we are not the only people that are impacted by uh, farmers that are impacted by natural disasters it's always Uh, a tough blow to anybody regardless of the situation but it's nice knowing that there's support out there to help get people back on their feet
0: Thanks for listening to the Hort Report For more podcasts you can visit GreenhouseMag.com or find us on the podcast app